Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the podcast God's Holy Word and this is episode 34. I wanted to read you a really good verse I came across. It's Isaiah 40:31 and this is from the NIV version. It says those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. So let's take a look at this puppy because it's a good one. Let's start from the beginning. It says those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. That tells me right there that there is action on our part, meaning that we are supposed to hope in the Lord and he will renew our strength. So God wants us to be proactive, not just reactive or recessive in our faith walk. Like he doesn't want us to have doubt. Well, maybe it's God's will. It is his will to renew our strength. It says it right here. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. You know, it kind of reminds me, have you ever met anyone that uh, was hopeless? Yet they just had this mindset that their life is hopeless. their their situation is hopeless. Well, you know what? If you don't believe in God, then you're probably not going to have much hope at all. But especially if you have already decided in your mind and your heart and in your soul that your situation is bigger than you, then of course you're going to feel hopeless. But let me say this, the reason why you would feel hopeless in that is because you know that your situation is not what you really want. So if it's not what you really want, then why not go for what you do want? If you're sick, go for healing. If you're broke, ask God to make you rich. If you don't like your job, ask God to give you a better job. I mean seriously, it really is that simple and it's great. Being in relationship with God and believing in God is not complicated and it should not be complicated. If someone makes it complicated, you need to ask them to simplify it. The next part of the verse says, "They will soar on wings like eagles." Eagles are one of the strongest birds I have ever seen, and you know what's interesting about them is that they are not scared of Oklahoma weather. And we have some crazy weather here. Eagles, you know what's neat about them? They don't hunker down the ground and tremble in fear when there's a storm. They just fly above it. That's what you and I are supposed to do whenever we have problems. We are supposed to fly above our problems, knowing that God is for us, and if he be for us, who dare be against us? God will fight our battles and that's where we can renew our strength. It says they will run and not grow weary. I love that because I'm a runner. You know, whenever I'm running, I always look forward to when I get my second wind. It's it's like you get a new battery pack or something. It just is so cool. Well, I kind of feel like sometimes people they're so busy running away from God that they forget that they should run to God because the closer They get to God when they're running to him, the less weary they will be because the closer you run to God and the quicker you run to him, the sooner and easier he can renew your strength. That's why it's so important to never turn your back on God, always run to him, never from him. It says they will walk and not be faint. You know, I can think about times when I was walking and I felt like I was going to faint. And most of the time is because I wasn't drinking enough water. It was usually dehydration. Needless to say, I very much appreciate Gatorade because it has electrolytes. But here's the thing. It says they will walk and not be faint. That reminds me of how we are supposed to walk through the valley of death, not plant a tent there and camp out. Like we're not supposed to camp out in our misery. 
We're supposed to keep walking and walk in the strength and the renewal of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because that's his promise to us. It's very important to do that. See, because here's the thing. If all we're focused on are our problems, we will faint. Because it will seem like it's too much for us. I can't take this. I can't do this. I don't know what to do. Guess what? We do know what to do. We do know what to do. We believe in the Lord and we stand firm on his holy word. And we know that if he be for us, who dare be against us? And what that means is, is that regardless of our circumstances, we are clothed in his security, in his garment of goodness. So why are we worried about anything? Why are we fearful about anything? And I know exactly what you're thinking and feeling because I've been there too. I, you know, it's kind of one of those things. It's like, well, I've got this this issue. I've got this health concern or I've got this crazy contract with my job or I'm I'm having to learn new software and I'm not sure what to do. Like we've all got situations in our life that are just they seem bigger than us, right? Well, you know who's bigger than all of our problems? Our heavenly Father. That's what it means when it says Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And if God be for us, who dare be against us? That includes any and all situations, and that includes any and all enemies or people that are not very nice or kind. And if you're atheist or agnostic and you're listening to this, you're probably thinking, what is this woman talking about? I'm talking about peace, security, and true happiness. That's what I'm talking about. See, because when you have faith in the Lord and you believe in him and you put your hope in the Lord, then you're not putting your belief in fickle things. You're not putting your belief in people. You're putting it in the Lord. You're not putting your hope in temporary things. You're putting your hope in eternal things. Things that will never fade. Things that will always be there for you. And that's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And that's where you will find new strength. I think everybody could use a a energy boost these days. I think everyone could use some positive news and the positive news is this is that Jesus died and rose from the grave and we are saved. He paid the price for you and for me. So we need to do everything that we can to walk in peace. Because the devil wants us to be worried, he wants us to be fearful, he wants us to doubt, he wants us to think that there's nothing good to live for when there is everything good to live for. You know, like for example, this is probably off topic, but you know, I'll lift this up as a prayer request because I do need prayer on this. My dishwasher is backed up with water at the bottom of it. I don't know where the water is coming from, but it's gross. It's like sewage. It's horrible. I'm guessing it's coming from the garbage disposal, but I'm not really sure. Well, the maintenance people are not going to be able to fix this for like it'll be 3 days Monday. And it's starting to stink up my apartment. So I've been lifting up prayers that my garbage disposal and my dishwasher be fixed immediately, whether miraculously or they send someone over to fix it, which I would love that if they did that quickly. But then I took it one step further in my prayer life. And what really brought me peace was 
when I prayed for other people that are having problems with their appliances, with their dishwashers. Because there's nothing grosser than a funky sewage infested dishwasher that is stinking up your house and I'm very particular about smells. So it's it's a bit of a struggle for me, but I know that God is good. He will take care of it and he is sending me the right people to fix this. And I even looked up on YouTube how to fix a dishwasher if it's backing up. And I thought, you know, I should leave this to the professionals because there are times that I look stuff up online on YouTube and I'm like, "Oh, I can do that." Well, I saw like three or four different videos about what would cause water and gross water, just muck water to back up in my dishwasher. And I thought, you know, this is a little over my head. I'm not a plumber, I'm not an electrician, and um I just don't really want to take that risk with that. I just do not. But here's the thing. When I started to lift other people up in prayer because there's nothing more frustrating to a woman than to have a kitchen appliance that's broke or gross or busted. It's it's just very frustrating to women. And I thought, you know, I'm going to lift up everybody that has a problem with an appliance, especially a funky, gross, muck-infested dishwasher. I feel like I need to wear a clothespin on my nose every time I walk through my kitchen. But what's interesting is that, you know, when we pray for others that maybe are in our situation, that means that we technically are united in Christ in that. So I know that not only is God taking care of me, but he's going to take care of everybody I just prayed for, even though I don't know their names, I've probably never seen them or met them or I don't know where they live, we we may never meet. but i do know that i can pray for them you know for example like whenever i get sick like there was one time i had pleurisy i've had pleurisy twice and it's very painful excruciating but there was one time i had pleurisy and i started praying for everybody that has pleurisy for immediate healing and it brought me so much peace and then i extended that prayer to anyone that has a lung a lung condition like pneumonia Um, well, bronchitis is in the throat. Anything to do with breathing, and so I actually got to help others that I've never met and help them get their health back. See, to me, that is one way that I put my hope in the Lord. And when I did that, He renewed my strength, and the pleurisy went away a lot quicker than it usually does. The first time I had pleurisy, it lasted. Let's see. I think it lasted a total of about four months. It took a while that first time to get over it because it lingered. It was worse than pneumonia, and that was one of the concerns we had. Was you know if this turns into into pneumonia, then we're going to have a bigger issue here. The second time I had pleurisy, I was not as freaked out. I was like, oh, I've had this before. I know what to do. You know, this isn't my first rodeo kind of thing. And so the second time I got pleurisy I I upped my game in terms of my prayer life and what really brought me comfort is realizing it's not all about me. And it made me realize that hey there's probably other people suffering way worse than me. I mean, did I go through a lot? Yes. Was it excruciating? Yes. I'm not downplaying what I went through. It was horrible. I mean, 
I'm, I'm not just lucky to be alive. I am so blessed and favored to be alive. I mean, God has saved my life so many times, and that's one of them right there. But I just thought, you know, back in the day, pleurisy was considered a death sentence. And this is even back in the 50s and 60s when they would put people in a, uh, what's it called, an iron lung. So it is very serious. You know, just because we don't hear about it these days, it is still a serious illness and disease. So being that I had already had pleurisy once, and it was my second time to have it, I was like, oh, this isn't my first rodeo. I know what to do. I still hate it. I don't like it. I'm uncomfortable. I'm in excruciating pain. And I was, I mean, I, I was a little scared about dying. I really was. I, I was a little scared because I was like, you know, this really has me concerned, Lord, but I'm not going to be fearful. I'm going to, first of all, pray for myself that I be healed in the mighty name of Jesus because I know you love me. You bore all my sicknesses and diseases at, um, on the cross at Calvary, so I'm not going to worry about this. But I want to lift up other people that are going through the same thing as me or maybe those who have it worse than me. So even though I did not like or enjoy my hardship, I got to grow in my faith. And I, I purposely put my hope in the Lord. And without even realizing it at the time, he was renewing my strength as I was laying in bed not hardly able to move, hardly could talk or breathe. It was horrible. But he renewed my strength in that moment. See, that's the good thing that you can do when you pray. Like, I encourage you, even if you're atheist or agnostic, I bet you know someone that's suffering physically, mentally, emotionally, or spiritually, or even financially. So even if you're atheist or agnostic, or especially if you're atheist or agnostic, I encourage you to pray for people For those that you know personally or have heard about, and if they're going through a tough time, lift up a prayer for them and watch God go to work through your prayer. If anything, I think that will give you a, a testimony of, of the goodness of God. And what's interesting is that whoever you pray for, God will reward you. And some might say, well, Leslie, I'm not praying just to be rewarded. That's not even the right way to think or pray. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that God rewards people who do good things. That's very important to God. He likes to be good to his children, and even those people... who don't believe in God or maybe they're not sure about God, God will listen to their prayers too. Why? Because they are his children as well. God never says, oh, atheist, not listening to you. Oh, agnostic, not listening to you. Oh, you're Buddhist, I'm not listening to you. No, 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 no. Just because someone's different, that doesn't mean God casts them away, not by any means. God loves to hear from them just as, he, just as much as he does from me or you. See, God is no respecter of persons, and that means he doesn't play favorites except with his children. And we are all his children. And we were all made in the image of Almighty God. So I encourage you, if you are atheist or agnostic, I want you to make a list of all the people that you know that are suffering. regardless of what they suffer with. And, you, you know, you don't have to write out specifically what's going on with them, but you'll know from their name or maybe you can just put down their initials, you know. 
you'll know what their situation is because you know you know in your heart in your mind in your soul there's an issue going on there but just make a list of all the people that you know that are suffering one way or another and just lift up some good prayers for them ask god to heal them of whatever their situation is and ask god to bless them and watch god move mountains watch god perform miracles that you have never seen before it's real it's true and it comes directly from god's holy word as I always say god loves to hear from everyone everyone and that includes atheist agnostic buddhist wicked everybody everybody he loves to hear from all of his children you know just because someone isn't in the fold or maybe they left the church years ago or maybe they've got all this doubt that doesn't mean that they can't pray that doesn't mean that they can't care about other people and that doesn't mean that that they can't have a one-on-one relationship with god god wants to talk to all of his children that's what that's what makes god so wonderful is that you know we are all different and unique but he loves us equally but he loves us on an individual basis because as we've talked about before in a previous podcast god is very intentional his love for us is intentional it's not by accident and it's not a fluke he made us on purpose and he intentionally loves us it's not because he's in the mood it's because he loves us every day of our life But for sure check out that verse and again it's Isaiah 40:31 and this is from the NIV version. So until next time I pray that you're happy, healthy and whole, that you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.
still 